and Talk. Hello and welcome to Grow Up and Talk. My name is Alex LeHue and I get to be a pastor at Messiah Lutheran Church. We're using this three-year Bible reading plan to grow up in our faith as we read God's Word and talk about it because we believe that eternities are changed when we read God's Word and talk about it. That's the whole point of this podcast, to have conversations about what we read in the Bible. And today, to help me with that, is Ed Funk. Ed, welcome to the show is there anything that you want to tell us that we don't already know about you? You're, this is like your third or fourth time on the podcast now. Well, uh, yeah, the, this is my fourth time, and it's people starting to recognize me. <laughs> yeah. They see me in the produce part of HEB, and they say, isn't that Ed Funk, the one with Pastor Alex on the podcast? So I, I have to, like, you know— Wear my hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Got to lay low. Well, I don't know. Uh, I I think most pe- people then go back to the other podcasts if they want to get all the information. Uh, yeah, or um, or they can Google you because you're a celebrity yeah. now. Yeah. Don't call me. <laughs> uh, you can text me. Okay. Cool. I'm ready though. All righty. Very good. Today we're covering the readings from December 12th through the 19th in our reading plan. Uh, that kind of converts into Proverbs 17 through 24. We added an extra chapter in there just to make it nice and neat. Um, the summary of these chapters of Proverbs is basically a bunch of wise sayings. That's what Proverbs are. They are wise sayings. And they're kind of jumbled together. There's some themes in here that we'll talk about a little bit about integrity and about um, prizing wisdom and knowledge, which has been a theme throughout the book of Proverbs. But that's basically what's going on in these chapters is a bunch of wise sayings. And we're going to point out the ones that we really found helpful or interesting. Um, But before that, Ed, why don't you go into uh, the background of Proverbs and just kind of catch us up um, on that? Yes, uh, the Proverbs are mostly just practical knowledge, so they do have a uh, historical past. Um, other civilizations had somewhat sayings, too, to help help uh, the populace um help govern uh, the Mesopotamians and the Egyptians. Um, so I believe in Proverbs we have, uh, oh, it's more uh, traditional sayings um, that express the truth based on common sense. A lot of common sense in these Proverbs, based on common sense and experience. And um, it's also based on the, the fear of God. And when we speak of the fear of God, which I know what you have done in the past, uh, the past podcasts is that people look at that differently. Uh, is is fear knowledge? I think so. <laughs> I think you have you need to know. Excuse me, but don't pick up that rattlesnake. So yeah. I, I, there's a some truth to it, and the ultimate is the fear of God is wisdom. Hmm. Uh, the other thing about the proverbs. It's written to uh, to the youth as well as to the wise, because many of them start out, my son, or they talk about the young people or the young person. So they're trying to set young people in the right direction. Uh, they're written in a short verses, two to four lines. Uh, they were meant to be more like, like a handbook or, or a prayer book for daily use, something to, to guide you during hmm. the day. Okay. And it fits in with the, the wisdom literature, such as uh, Ecclesiastics and Job. Hmm. But it's op- optimistic. We know Job ends on a good note, but it's not, optim- not optimistic throughout the, uh, right. throughout the book. But Proverbs is optimistic. If you have a good chance, it doesn't say you will, but you have a good chance of fulfilling righteous a fulfilling righteous life uh if you read understand and follow proverbs yeah and the other thing too uh which i believe the english teachers would like 
they use similes and metaphors. <laughs> so a metaphor uh, or a simile, I believe simile usually see it begins with like or as usually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the proverbs is um, simile is like a gold ring in a pig's snout. Is a beautiful woman <laughs> who shows no discretion. Uh, yeah. that's, that's pretty basic right yeah. there. Ooh. And a metaphor compares two things that are totally different. Yeah. Uh, one proverb, we're comparing a tongue to a tree. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life. Hmm. So, and they also, proverbs are direct commands like, do not do this. Are there are comparisons? If you do this, this will happen. So it, they're short to the point. Yep. And of course, the author is considered to be Solomon. But That's right. uh, yeah. beside him being the author, the main author, author, they know, like I said, the Egyptians and Mesopotamians had their their list of ways to live a good life too, and they believe over time a lot of these were kind of collected. And Hezekiah, see, Hezekiah, was he a direct descendant of Solomon? I think he was. Yes, Hezekiah was. was, He was in the line of David. Yeah, he was uh, like three or four kings after Solomon. Something, oh, a while, I I think, after that, actually. But he was very close to the Babylonian exile. Yes, Um, yes. And I think a lot of this was... um, edited by him and collected hmm. and a lot of these things may have been put together or, or written during the babylonian exile because hmm. i think much of the bible was they that we gave them time to do something maybe yeah and if you if you come down to the to the bare knuckle facts proverbs is just really an extension of the 10 commandments i don't hmm. think there's anything that Proverbs says that you couldn't go back to one of the commandments and use it mm. as a, a root root subject for that proverb. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I like that you mentioned that because, you know, there's so many different sayings and proverbs. Um, and there are a lot of yeah. stuff that are that is that people say uh, from Proverbs that, that it's, it's wrong. They quote it the wrong way. Is, yeah. is, um, I know people say the. I don't know if this is a proverb or not. The the love of money is the root of all evil. Is that a proverb? I know well, Jesus. I mean, it's a proverb of Jesus. Well, yeah. I guess that wouldn't really qualify as a proverb because Jesus said it himself. Yeah. So I didn't know because he, he said yeah. a lot of stuff from the Old Testament. Yeah, I don't. Because I don't. People always quote it wrong. They always say uh, they leave out the love part. Right. Money yeah. 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 Uh, but he he did. Well, you know what? Mm, I don't actually. I don't think Jesus said that. Um, oh, that's embarrassing. I didn't, I didn't make it. I didn't make it up. I didn't. <laughs> no, you did not make it up. I, oh, I believe I it is. It is in the New Testament for sure. I don't know if it's in the Old Testament though. Yeah, we we have homework. Um, you know. Yeah, right. Right. Sure. I'll do that. <laughs> when when Jenny Jones and I used to teach uh, junior high. Sunday school, we had a deck of cards called situation cards, and we would pass them out to the to the kids, and they'd take four or five cards because some of the situations were maybe sexual or dealt with things that maybe the, the student didn't want to discuss because what they were supposed to do is read the card and then tell how they would handle it. And the rules yeah. were, the rules were you you couldn't interrupt the student while they were reading the card or telling how they could handle it, and that there was no really wrong answer unless it was you know blatantly. Yeah. You know, yes, I would rob. There's the bank. no wrong answer, kids, unless you're really, really wrong. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but we would often we'd often sometimes. Um, use a proverb to answer it yeah and that that kind of would relate to 
um, help them relate to Proverbs in, in their own contemporary time. Hmm. And the other thing I was thinking about is we, you know, people open their newspaper every day to read Dear Abby. Okay. And I think somebody should put a, a column in there called Dear King Solomon. <laughs> you know, just say, yeah. uh, the, the, uh, uh, my uh, in-laws are coming over today, and and et cetera, et cetera, and, and uh, we usually get in the <laughs> fight when they're here, and then bang, you know, give them a proverb. So um, anyway, that's a thought. That is a thought. Uh, maybe so you can put that in our next newsletter. You can ha- start a Dear Solomon. Dear King Solomon. Dear King yeah. Solomon. Yeah, you don't want to make him mad. But we don't yeah. want everyone to know that it's not actually King Solomon. It's 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 Ed picking yeah. and choosing King Solomon's sayings. So. All right. So well, that's kind of uh, <laughs> this, this kind of helped me out. Yeah. With this uh, lesson today to get the background on this, and uh, know knowing that King Solomon um, did put a lot of this together, but there were other civilizations trying to do the same mm. thing. Yeah. But he was wise enough to filter and collect a lot of this. Sure. And then his his great 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 grandson Hezekiah edited it. It's hard to say, and uh, he got it all together, and now it's in the Bible. There you go. All right. Well, that's the background. That's the background. Oh, I have a question to ask. Okay. Well, why don't you ask it when we get to the concerning, confusing part? Okay. If I can remember, you you remember that for me. All right. I'll remember that for you. I'm wondering what stood out to you, in particular. There's a lot of chapters here, uh, but what are the ones that, the Proverbs that really stood out to you? Well, <clears throat> see, now you're, now you're pushing my question. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to have to ask you the question. All right, go ahead. <clears throat> Early Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the Proverbs, but the majority of them don't have themes yeah like a proverb yeah the some in the beginning they have they have may have a theme uh there's a there's one or two chapters or one chapter that has to do with adultery yeah right and then there's other other chapters that just you know from one verse to the next is totally different so i don't know if these were written by different people or they put them together differently or why they didn't do Later on, why they didn't take Proverbs and go through and put them in, like, order of, of a theme. That's That was my one of my questions. Yeah. Um, I don't know the answer to that because, but, I mean, that is an observation because especially in the first nine chapters, at least, um, there's there are these themes. But um, maybe the idea is that, I don't know. You're kind of setting up the themed chapters as the beginning, as the foundation for the rest of it. And then the rest of it is kind of like, I mean, if you think about it, you might write down a quote or something or something, a thought that you think of, and then you write it down and then time passes. And later you write down another thought and then you collect them all together in a book and you just put them in wise sayings. Uh, My dad did that for me. Um, when I was graduating high school, he put together a book of different sayings that he would say and also different sayings and quotes from other people. So in a way, my dad did what this book, the people who worked um, with Solomon's sayings and, and whatnot to compile this all together. And that doesn't make it less uh uh, I guess inspired. God has used um, the, the these wise sayings uh, um, in an inspired way to instruct us even today. Um, it just means that he he God likes to use human means of of doing stuff of accomplishing His will. He do He does this all the time. So it, to me, I, there's no particular answer, and I don't think we'll ever really know. 
but like you said, it's sort of a handbook on life, and typically, you know, handbooks aren't always, or you know, I, I guess nowadays we think of logic and like how to organize everything according to theme, but that might not have been as important to them in their culture. I think there are some inherent themes that continue um, throughout the book, uh, even in the the mix of the of the chapters that um, you know it's just one saying after the other. Uh, some of the themes is that wisdom is to be prized. The fear of the Lord is uh, important. It's important to keep God at, at the center. Another theme that I, I noticed in these chapters were um, actually uh, the restraining, like talking about words and how we need to be careful with our words and how words are powerful and um, our speech is, is something that can, can uh, fill up somebody and with joy and life or it can really tear them down um and so well we know that now from uh the facebook and internet (laughs) yeah i mean oh yeah i mean people are destroyed by that yeah oh yeah teenagers commit suicide and ridiculously i say just turn this thing off (laughs) yeah 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 it's, it's it's hard um with with the way they've, you know, constructed those things because they construct social media in ways that are addictive. And um, so they're they're kind of gear and everything on social media is geared toward you personally. So the more time you spend on it, the more it gets to know you and um, gears everything toward you. Um, so. Um, if you've seen the social dilemma on Netflix, uh, that's a document sort of dr- uh, documentary uh, see, uh, movie or with some drama dramatization in it as well um, to kind of convey the point. Uh, that was a really eye-opening uh, documentary, and yet I still look at Facebook. So um, you know, it's just kind of showing how. I mean, it's it's the common theme that it hasn't changed that good things that God gives us, like words, like, um, you know, knowledge and um, those kinds of things. Those can all be turned and twisted into something that is used for evil or or something that is used in a way that God did not mean for it to be used. Um, kind of going back to your Ten Commandments comment. So, yeah, that that would be my um, answer to that, which is not really an answer. I don't really know why it's organized the way that it is, um, but it's certainly when you take the time to reflect on each proverb, and if you go a little bit more slowly through them, then you can see a lot of application it is very law-based. It is very like, you know, as a follower of Jesus, do this, uh, do that. Um, however, it is very applicable to our lives today. I, I At least that's what I found. So, Well, no matter what, I mean, we're, we're getting to the point now uh, like with this reverse culture and, uh, and problems with uh, Christianity, uh, the wisdom of Proverbs is based on the Ten Commandments. If you if you read every proverb that's written, you can trace it back to one of the Ten Commandments. The ba- the Ten Commandments is the uh, anchor stone. The the uh, foundation for all the proverbs um, basically if, if we live by the ten commandments we may not need the proverbs but we don't necessarily live by the proverbs or the ten commandments so they're both there to help us yeah yep i would say so um i like that you mentioned that because you know it it really comes back to you know the Ten Commandments are God's way of communicating to us 
you know, how to live in, in the best way. And Proverbs is God's way of using um, human experiences and, and wisdom that he gave Solomon and understanding to guide us as well and future generations. So um, it's definitely um, um, it's definitely more thematic at the beginning. Um, and I think that kind of sets the the foundation for the rest of the book, which is more uh, scattered and, and different sayings and stuff. But you do see some themes throughout the entire book. Um, but I think he starts off with that theme of, you know, adultery versus wisdom and or foolishness versus wisdom and just r- really kind of hooking in his his uh, readers um, which were probably, you know, young people, um, and, uh, especially, you know, in the time that this circulated, probably a lot of young people, uh, read this as they were growing up, um, and then, you know, that kind of hooks them in into understanding, like, you know, here's why, you know, you should care about this, uh, because these, the, the way of evil and foolishness can seem really similar sometimes can be communicated to you in a really similar way as the the way that is good and the way that is righteous and wise um and so solomon i think sets the stage by um keeping people alert at the beginning and then you know gives them a reason to pay attention to all the little sayings and reflect and meditate on those throughout the rest of the book, which is kind of like a handbook for life, like you said, was based on, you know, a lot of common sense. And yet God has used um, these common sense um, sayings from human experience and perspective to um, work the inspiration of his Holy Spirit in guiding us on how to best follow Jesus today. So I like that you you point it back to the Ten Commandments and point it back to God working through Solomon and even Hezekiah and those who collected these things um, to to give us the book that we have today. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of it, is, like you said, is, is just putting down one's experience and that uh, if you've done something and it's turned out a certain way. Uh, they always say uh, the uh, definition of insanity or a fool, if you want to say, <laughs> is that a person that keeps doing the same thing the same way but expects a different result. Right. Uh, so Proverbs basically tells you this is the result. Yeah. And yeah. and a lot, of, a lot of the Proverbs are commands. Don't do this. Like uh, don't, for instance, don't pick up a rattlesnake. It will bite you. Okay, that's yeah. like a, it's like a command. Don't pick up about a rattlesnake. Well, that's from someone's experience. Yeah, right. So basically, people <laughs> have done things for years and years, and now they're trying to help out the next generation by saying, yeah. "Don't do it this way, or do it this way." Yep. Yeah, uh, you you will you will experience the consequences. They may be good if you do it the right way, and they're going to be bad if you do it the wrong way and uh say thanks for your uncle uh your uncle teddy for uh picking up that rattlesnake and showing you the way that you should not go yeah um uh, some things that really stood out to me were you know at the beginning of 17 chapter 17 it says the lord tests hearts um a friend loves at all times and um, there's a lot of talk about restraining words and and uh, not being a false witness, not um, or being careful with our words. Even in chapter 18, that shows up. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And um, or even what gave me hope was that love covers an offense. Uh, that was at the beginning of chapter 17, verse nine. Um, I think it's the actual saying is whoever comes, whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. And so 
you know, a friend loves at all times, even in the midst of like what's happened in the past. A friend loves at all times, even when it means saying something that might not be received as well. But there's also this theme that wise people, people who are, are wise, have this mentality that they have not yet fully arrived, that there's always something they can learn and they receive instruction and reproof and uh, the wisdom of God and even of their uh, peers um, around them uh, with an attitude of humility, an attitude of thanks even. And that's kind of the, reminds me of Jesus and his attitude. You know, he still, he knew everything and yet he still wanted to ask questions of people. He still cared about their lives. He still you know, um, interacted with them in, in the human way and under and lived in that way in that, um, perspective. So, uh, yeah, those were things that stood out to me was what else, um, stood out to you as you were reading, uh, these chapters? Well, like you said, uh, it was written for the youth because much of it starts out, as I said, with my son. Uh, and But it's also written for the wise. Yeah. And so um, I was thinking, does that mean that if you're, if you're not young or if you're not wise, can you benefit, be, ben, benefit by Proverbs? If you understand what you read, you can. But if yeah. you don't read it or you read it and just poo-poo it off, well, no, you're, you're not <laughs> going to benefit by it. You're going to fall in the category of the fool. And are there more is in the general population? I don't think it's changed. Are there more fools than there are wise people? Uh, I guess it depends because I think all of us do something foolish. Yeah. Uh, it may be not anything drastic, but I think we're all fools in a sense uh, compared to Proverbs, what they're trying to tell us. Um, so we can all benefit by being reminded that there are better ways of doing things. Or if you do a certain thing, the chances are the consequences are going to be the same. Uh, I mean, this was written in the 10th century B.C., so yeah. we're talking about over 3,000 years ago. I don't think mankind has changed uh, in the way that man has developed and thinks mm. uh, in certain areas, most areas, that if they do A, that B won't happen. So <laughs> Proverbs yeah. is something that... I mean, I'm glad it's in the Bible because it's not always considered religious. It's considered more practical. But yeah. being practical, in a way, I think, helps you to worship God better. Because I, as a, I would agree know. with that. I would agree with that. I think that, um, well, this is, you know, this is meant for those who are seeking to follow the way of God. And um, that's kind of the, the audience or readership that he's writing to, um, to uh, young people who are wanting to, to follow God, but also wise uh, individuals who, re who knew that Solomon was the wisest guy around. And, and uh, you know, they probably were pretty excited to read all of these sayings that were compiled over the years. And, um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of, um, practical or practicality to this, which I think is, um, can be really helpful for meditation and just, you know, read a proverb or something and, you know, pray on that or reflect on that as you pray. I think that can be helpful. It can kind of be like Psalms, one of those books that you just read a little bit at a time um, if you're just getting started and uh, kind of reading uh, God's Word and and um, reflecting on that and trying to just develop this habit of, of 
reflecting on his word and, and, and praying about that. So, um, but it has a lot of things that apply today, especially um, one thing I found really striking with chapter 18, verse 2, a fool uh, only cares in expressing their opinion. So I see this a lot. I mean, we see this today on social media. It seems like everybody has an opinion about something. I think you had mentioned to me um, earlier. Yeah, my, my yeah. mom used to say uh, a fool's name and a fool's face always appears in a public place. Yep. And I don't I don't know if it's written like that in Proverbs, but I believe that saying is based on Proverbs. Well, you had one there was one that uh you took notes on that uh was talking about remaining silent. Oh yeah. Uh even a fool is thought wise if he keeps silent and discerning if he holds his tongue. So a fool is thought to be wise and discerning if he just sits there and doesn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that... With good advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's very different from a lot of um, belief and a lot of the messages we see in our culture today because I I do see a lot of today the idea that like, oh, you know, you have a right to your opinion, you know, express yourself, express your opinion, um, rather than taking the approach of listening first, which I think is what Jesus did, um, was he first listened um, most of the time. Sometimes he just picked up the microphone and, you know, spoke the, the truth and then dropped the microphone and, and left. But um, a lot of times he, you know, with the woman at the well, he listened to her. He 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 asked her questions about her life. He didn't just, you know, go in and 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 tell her like, oh hey, you know, you're an adulterer and you need to figure out your life, which might have been true. That's not the way he operated, though. That's not the way. That, that would have been all truth and no love, and he has truth with all of his love, with perfect love. And so I think uh, the loving thing, uh, the way of following God, is one of being slow to anger, uh, quick to listen, and abounding in love. And so uh, we get that from the New Testament. So we see that theme of just being careful with our words, uh, being careful in what we say and what we um, speak about, and not always needing to say something about everything. You know, I, I've seen a lot of these. There's kind of this idea that if something drastic happens in our culture, then then leaders need to say something about it. You have to have a statement. You have to have a statement. I think um, there was, um, especially when um, the George Floyd um, situation happened, you know, there's there's always you, you see this on Facebook when something like that happens or, um, you know, in the pandemic, too, there's always opinions going around and there's a lot of inf information out there, uh, which I think is why it's important to turn to God's word uh, primarily and as our foundation, because, you know, when you turn to God's word, you know that you're sifting through all the stuff out there and you're just getting uh, the truth of, of Christ being spoken to you. Um, and rather than having to decipher everything that's being said on social media or whatever. But uh, when the George Floyd, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past, but um, when when George Floyd died, um, a lot of people said said things about it leaders were were talking about it and uh my my pastor from uh, my hometown congregation in st louis preached a sermon where he was talking about that and how you know leaders are expected to kind of say something and have a statement about uh, these things that happen with uh, racial unrest and civil unrest and um you know, the pandemic and, and, and stuff that just happens in our world, uh, stuff that we see that, that breaks our hearts and, uh, causes us to, 
wonder why, why is this happening? You know, why is, does this even need to be a thing? And so he said, here's my statement. And it was a quote from Philippians where it, where he's saying, you know, uh, look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Um, consider others better than yourself. Um, and so that was his statement. And so, you know, he used the word of God to make his statement rather than just expressing his opinion. He pointed people to God's word. And I think that's really the uh, big point in Proverbs is returning to God and his wisdom and his way. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, and just remembering that, that, that life is found in, in God. And he is the one that gives us wisdom and the gift of understanding, which can be twisted and justified. And we can justify evil stuff and say that it's good, or we can, you know, twist good things that God gives to us into, and use it for evil. Um, things like Facebook can be, that are meant to be used for connection and just, uh, staying connected with people have been used to just, you know, belittle people and just yell at each other uh, by typing things and, and stuff like that. And so I, I think that really struck me. Chapter 18, verse 2, and, um, uh, you know, the fool only cares in expressing his opinion and the one that you said on how he's considered wise when he keeps silent um, in that I think that Perhaps, especially as Jesus followers, maybe one of the ways we can stand out a little bit more in this world, in the culture of today, is by saying less and uh, waiting to speak second. So, and the the the, the thing that if you have, have to stop and really think about it and contemplate the fact that it says the you begin to have wisdom when you fear God. Yeah. Doesn't say if you fear God, you'll have wisdom. So mm. it's important that you, it's like an uh, epitome or like an awe moment when you fear God or you understand um, the relevance of God. And then that is the beginning of wisdom. You, you don't yeah. get zapped. You're not, you, know, you don't look like uh, Charleston Heston when he's coming off the mountain. <laughs> I always want to look like that. You know, all this hair, glowing white hair. And, oh boy, that's, man, he's got he's got he's got the wisdom. But yeah, but it's the beginning. It's the beginning of it. Your your, your mind is now open. Your, your eyes are open. Your uh, you're you're like a kitten, six weeks old. All of a sudden, you can see. Yeah. So it's the beginning. Yeah. I, one, I, I know one of the verses you like is um. Is a train a child in the way he should go, and yeah. when he is old, he will not turn from it. Yeah. Uh, and I and one of the things, uh, I I remember when I was in high school, is that I was at the. Ben Franklin store. And I don't know how many people remember Ben Franklin stores. But I, I was remember there. the Ben Franklin store, actually. Yeah. We had I was one. I all my, my rulers and my all my good stuff ready for school. And there was this kid, you know, young kid. And he was really, really giving his mom a hard time. And, <laughs> and she talked to him and talked to him. And all of a sudden, she drops his drawers puts him over her knee and spanks him right in the store. And everyone was like clapping and cheering. <laughs> and I was too. I thought, yeah, whap him one more time for me. So, <laughs> you know, to spare the rod and spoil the child. I don't, is that a proverb or I guess it is. Yeah. There, I think that was in our last well, episode. We talked we... about, you talked about that last week. Yeah. Yeah. The rod and what what is meant by that? Yeah. Yeah. What is meant by the rod? That's why I remember this. I actually listened to the podcast. Podcast. But there (laughs) there are other other ones in there too that go along with uh, train a child. Yeah. Uh, We have uh, a foolish son brings grief to his father, 
and this is a part that really hits home, and bitterness to the one who bore him. Hmm. And we have to have a fool for a son brings grief. There's no joy for the father of a fool. Yeah. And, uh, the, and then there's um, discipline your son, for in that there is hope. Do not be willing party to his death. So it means you better step in and get that tree growing in the right direction. Yeah. But there's uh, other ones, too, that are just kind of reverse. It has to do with the parents. Children's hmm. children. So children's children be, would be like my grandchildren or a crown to the aged. And parents are the pride of their children. So it works both ways. I mean... You can be pride to your to your kids by living a righteous life. It's, yeah. that's, that's just the other way around. Yeah. And I like that you bring that up because, you know, that it can go both ways because, you know, the Bible reveals to us that, you know, as as humans, we are held 100% responsible for what we do. And yet, if we have faith in God, if we... Uh, do good things, and um, we have uh, salvation. That's 100% God's work and doing, and it's 100% His working in us, that we have nothing to do with that, and yet we're responsible uh, if we, you know, fail or sin. or And so it's, it doesn't quite compute in in our our minds as human beings, that's what God reveals to us. So, you know, the important thing is to remember, and I, I've, I've, I know I've uh, talked about this point before in previous um, conversations, is that, you know, Proverbs, like you said, are, are based on common sense, wisdom, experience, certainly the inspired Word of God, and at the same time, this is wisdom literature. These are not prophecies. So you're going to read them differently than you would the prophecy of like Isaiah about Jesus being our Emmanuel, the virgin conceiving a son. That's different than train up a child in the way he should go because sometimes parents experience this where their, their children go a completely different way than what they thought they raised their children uh, to, to be or to do in life. And they make different choices. And the important thing is even even a seven-year-old is responsible for his choices. Even a three-year-old is responsible for what she does, even if she can't control it. And that's hard for us to grasp or, you know, really take in sometimes because we think like, oh, it's they're just a kid. They don't understand, which is, you know, in the created order, God gives us parents and guardians and family and friends and uh, to to help train children in the way that they should go so they can begin to understand and um, and so I, I just want to caution people not to just put you know so so much stock in these sayings to think that they are like guarantees kind of like you said like oh I train my child in the way he should go. I, I, I taught him about God's word today. And, and, you know, God's he could, but most likely he's not going to zap your child with this sudden, um, you know, angel-like uh, way of behaving. You know, there's still, we still are sinful people. We still live in a broken and fallen world, and we have not yet fully arrived. And, and that's another theme that we see in this book that, you know, wise people and growing in our wisdom and growing up in our maturity to point to the title of our podcast is about talking to one another. It's about talking to each other about the ways of God to our children, to our family, to our friends, to our acquaintances, to people that we meet for the first time and to begin to understand, to learn from one another, to listen to one another um, to not just expect it all to just suddenly happen. It's not, uh, it, it's the beginning of wisdom. It's a lifelong journey. And um, we are, yes, 
you know, everyone has their own responsibility for their actions, even children. And because we live in a broken and fallen world, sometimes the common sense things, even when we follow them, don't work out because we as individuals can only control so many things. Um, So we yield to God. We follow the ways of God who is in control and we do our best and let God do the rest. So that's my uh, recommend recommendation and word of caution, especially for parents uh, thinking about trying to train their children, uh, that children are still responsible for their actions. A lot of times parents think, oh, my child reflects who I am as a parent. And to a certain extent, okay, yes, like if you're spoiling your your child if you're not disciplining them if you're not teaching them the ways of god and and how to be a christ follower a disciple of jesus then yeah you're you're probably gonna have some issues there however your i remember where your identity is your identity is in christ you know your identity as a as a person is not based in how well or is not based on the choices of your child um and, and at the same time, God gives us these um, wise sayings um, to to help us live live out the Christian life from day to day. So that's just my word uh, of caution and encouragement all at the same time. So uh, like verse uh, 21 of chapter 19 says, you know, we have our, our plans in mind, but the plans of the Lord are are the ones that end up prevailing. So, you know, plans change. We might think we're going one way. God turns it around and takes it another way. And so in the end, it's, it's about yielding to God. Um, so, yep. Um, the, um, we live in God's plan. And uh, I know Gracie and I raised four kids and says train a child in the way. Actually, the four kids and and everyone who knows us who has children, you don't necessarily train them all the same way. Yeah. You're dealing with personalities. You have to maybe train them one a little differently than the and another one. And the other thing about <laughs> about Proverbs, Proverbs are basically uh telling you what you you should do but they're not promising what results you'll have yeah right i'm i believe uh like i said i believe bonnie and clyde both came from <laughs> christian families yes and you know that's the that's, that's the way of life you know you you sometimes you do your best and it doesn't turn out and proverbs basically tells you that these are these are the things you can do, but we can't prophesize that your child or or whatever the proverb may be is going to turn out this particular way. Yeah. But the odds are for you if you do it this way. Yep. Very good. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Okay. See you on the other side. Sounds good. Hey, welcome back to Grow Up and Talk. Still with Ed Funk here, um, and he is going to um, bring in some of the, the the proverbs that he wanted to talk about uh, when we're talking about the importance of this for our lives today. Well, one proverb. I mean, this is kind of on the light side, but if you ever notice the uh, alcohol commercials on television. <laughs> Down in the small print, it always says "drink responsibly." Yes, and I always thought, well, they should put "drink responsibly," and they also could put refer to Proverbs twenty one, which says, "Wine is a mocker, and beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise." Yeah, and 
the term also for not wise is a fool. So mm. you could say whoever's led astray by them is a fool. So I thought they could get that into their public relations and their advertising. There you go. And uh, okay. if I would had to sum up all of Proverbs, if I had to just bring it down to one proverb, uh, this is the one that would be, it would be Proverbs 19-3. A man's own folly ruins his life, yet his heart rages against the Lord. Hmm. So you may not know that your heart is is against the Lord, hmm. but if, if your own folly, you continue to do things that ruin your life, then... You know, you don't have any like wisdom of the Lord. Uh, you've not started to have wisdom. Hmm. And I think if all these Proverbs, you could just melt them down in a man's own folly ruins his life, yet his heart rages against the Lord. I think they would fit in that proverb. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And um, appreciate the uh, beer commercial reference. Um I could imagine it going something like, I don't always drink, but when I do, I drink wisely. Yes. Or I don't drink like a fool. <laughs> I don't drink like a fool. I drink or, like King Solomon. Wait. Or here. At the end of his my, life. Or here. <laughs> hold my beer, fool. <laughs> Dive off the roof into the swimming pool. <laughs> oh, well, maybe you should work in PR. I, th I thought about that one time, but I was too busy doing dentistry. <laughs> All right. Well, I think for me, the um, thing that really just stands out to me is the theme that I see throughout the entire book and not just in this section is, is the idea of, you know, really returning to God, really... Um, valuing understanding and gaining knowledge and that it is a process we are people in process and that's the part of the part of the journey of life part of the journey and adventure of following Jesus is just remembering that we wait for his return to be fully perfect again uh, right now we still struggle with sin and yet at the same time he looks at us and says you're my forgiven child, and in my eyes, you're perfect. He also wants us to continue living and following him the best way that we can so that we can witness to other people and for them to know Jesus and connect with him as well. So um, I really uh, value uh, the, the sayings of Proverbs that I've seen that, that talk about how, you know, there's never, you know, have an attitude of learning and humility. There, you can always learn something. You can always uh, even have reminders. And, I mean, there's a reason why we um, engage in regular worship. Um, basically telling the same story over and over again, the story of God and Jesus. And uh, we just do that in different ways, in different creative ways. And so the, the Proverbs tells us, uh, really the, the, the thing of, you know, wisdom starts with God, um, center, keep God at the center of your life and your learning. And, um, and, uh, and then while things may not always have the result that you're wanting, you will definitely have, uh, your reward in heaven. Jesus reminds us of that. Um, but generally, uh, what this is saying is this is the best way to live. Um, this is the best way to to live the Christian life. So I think it really applies today, um, and it shows the relevance of uh, these proverbs and sayings um, for our lives today, especially in the things we experience in the culture um, and uh, in the world around us. So, all I right. Think we should, I yeah. think we should add one more proverb to the very end of Proverbs. Okay. And just put down, been there, did that. 
Yes. In or the book of Ed. Been there, should have done that. Should have done that. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, uh, let's go with our random question for today as we begin to close our time together. Ed, I'm wondering, because it's freezing outside, if you have any great winter memories. Yes, I do. I'm from the same place that you are, yes. St. Louis. St. Louis. Because I have winter memories, I now live in Texas. <laughs> I remember when I was probably, oh, preschool or kindergarten, uh, when you're really into Christmas uh, on the Santa side of it uh, and the magic side of it that it snowed one Christmas Eve. And I mean, it snowed. And I lived, I lived right, uh, right across the river from St. Louis in a farm community, O'Fallon, Illinois. And uh, we had a blanket of maybe five, six inches of snow. And it was a moonlight night. And you could see the, you know, like they say, the, the bright moon on the breast of the new fallen snow. And it was just magical, and Santa was coming. And the next morning, I got up very early, and there were no tracks, no tire tracks in the road, no tracks anywhere. It was just perfect. The only little tracks you could see were were, uh, were rabbit tracks. Mm-hmm. And after uh, opening all the presents, and and I could, I kept looking for evidence of Santa in the snow, but then I had to remember that he flew in. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. S- didn't slay in. So my mom put me in my snowsuit, and as most kids, as soon as I'm in the snowsuit, I got my <laughs> gloves on with the strings tied to them, and I'm standing there. That I have to go to the bathroom, you know. But I think our bathroom was outside. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just remember that as going out there and feeling the cold air and playing my games with my the kids in the in the area, and that was very magical for me. Nice. But I do know, I remember other days, uh, and weather get, gets below zero in the St. Louis along the Mississippi. And I remember as I got older in the mornings that I'd have to get up early before I went to school and go down to the pond with a big sledgehammer and slam ice to make a big hole uh, and stir it up so that the stock could drink water. Otherwise, the pond was frozen and they couldn't drink. And then when the pond would freeze, it wasn't that deep. My dad would let the let us ice skate on it. That was fun, with our bonfires and our hot dogs and our our s'mores, I guess. But anyway, that it's very nostalgic. But I I wouldn't want to live there as an older person. I enjoy warmer weather. Very nice. I think that's uh, my yeah story. And you're sticking to it. I'm stuck to it. That is true. Um, one of the memories I have uh, in winter is um, one very cold winter um, where ponds were freezing and we had a staff reunion. You're talking about St. Louis too, aren't you? Yes. Yes. And um, ponds were freezing and uh, we, uh, well, it you know, it was so, so cold. You know, it got really low temperatures and so... Um, we had a pond out at, at uh, Camp Wartburg, which is in the Lutheran network of summer camps. And we had a staff reunion, and the pond was frozen and, and thickly, uh, thickly, is that even a word? But thick enough to where, you know, it was safe for us to walk thick on. And, yeah. And uh, we we just played some uh, some uh, ice hockey on that pond, at, pond at, in the night at that staff reunion, and that was a lot of fun. And I had never done something like that before. Um, so that that's a really good memory um, that a friend reminded me of the other day. And also, um, I went to uh, college at Truman State University in Kirksville, Missouri, one of the coldest places in Missouri. And um, it just snowed a ton one of the years I was there. And we would go sledding down this really massive hill. Um, I think it was called like Barn Hill or something like that because it had this red barn 
um, on the side of it, and we would just sled and sled for hours and hours, and and that was really fun. Forest Park. I did not go to Forest Park. I did not live very close to Forest Park um, growing up. Long, long field out in front of the museum there. Yep, yep. A lot of people go and sled on Art Hill, um, which is the hill right next to the the art museum. That is free, by the way. That's what St. Louisans pay their tax money toward is free stuff that you can do. Free outdoor theaters, free art museums, free history museums, free science centers free zoos it's pretty cool i like that the deal um i'll pay yeah, taxes for that if you're from illinois you can go over there and sled on it <laughs> yeah that, that's free, true free. Free. you can pay taxes in illinois for other stuff and then go to st louis and enjoy the free stuff from their taxes so yeah. there you go Uh, Great winter memories, and listeners, thanks for listening. Today, you can email your questions to growupandtalk at gmail.com, and I want to uh, communicate that we are going to take a little bit of a break uh, from the podcast to rest over the holiday seasons, Christmas, New Year's, um, first week of January, uh, second week of January, just recovering from all of that so we will uh, be in communication with you but we are taking a break so school's out for now so enjoy the break and uh ed thanks for being on the show again i got some advice okay don't go to an illinois summer camp in the winter okay got it remember that okay yes sir (laughs) all right well thanks for talking with us today And we will talk with you next time.